0: Every single thing that we're doing in our business should connect and it should it should impact the next thing. Nothing should be an isolated maneuver. This is uh, this idea in investing called compounding. Every single marketing effort should compound the next. Okay? Mm, mm-hmm. And so if you're thinking about your marketing like that, my goodness, uh, this is how... This is how it all really works. If you see someone who looks like they're doing everything, it's because nothing's in isolation. Everything compounds the next thing. It all just keeps building on it on itself.
1: Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hello, welcome. To today's episode I'm very excited for you to be here i am uh'm always excited to talk with you to to see um i love seeing uh y'all's businesses growing and changing and uh becoming more like what you are envisioning for your life um and I do that uh, through uh, through our Facebook group. Um, that's how that's how I can see you guys. I'm not like uh, not super creepy, um, just mildly. But uh, but yeah, if you're not part of the Facebook group, we actually record all of these uh, podcasts live in the group so you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Um I'm very excited for uh today's conversation. Um it's so good. Uh my guest Ben Hartley is a uh he's a wedding photographer and business coach based in Ohio, soon to be Tampa, Florida. Uh You may know him from his podcast um and mastermind Facebook group, uh the 6-figure photography podcast um where he offers meaningful business coaching um every week. And I've wanted to have Ben on the podcast for a while because I I greatly value how he coaches. He tends to, uh, swim against the stream of how a lot of people are talking about, um, about marketing, about, um, like moving your business forward. And he tends to focus more on your mindset, how you treat others, how you view your clients. Um, and it is, it has really changed the way that I view, uh, my clients, my business, and, uh, just my goals in life. Um, today. We're talking about chain reaction marketing and how you can maximize your efforts in marketing by being mindful of these chain reactions. Um, So let's get into this conversation. Ben, welcome to the podcast. We can go ahead and get into this. We've just been having fun, just riffing, uh, talking reels and all things uh, profile pictures. But uh, yeah, Ben Hartley, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me, John. I'm doing
0: just dandy is dandy a midwest term where did who says
1: dandy i don't know my my dad says dandy a lot Uh, oh god in (laughs) fact so much that he picked his grandfather name as dandy god so our our children call him dandy yeah and he is just he is dandy
0: okay yeah if anybody has any feedback on that i'd love to to know the origin of dandy who says dandy is this just like a white dad saying you know like oh dandy it,
1: i i feel like <laughs> if you have some white new balance sneakers on you probably say you're doing <laughs> oh, dandy Oh no. i'm gonna mow the
0: yard later today and i can't wait oh what is happening
1: <laughs> oh man well i'm glad you're doing dandy we're dandy over here in texas as well um well, yeah, well, Ben, um, give us a little background about you, where you're based, uh, what you do, all those things.
0: Oh, mercy. I am currently <laughs> residing in Columbus, Ohio. Been a full-time wedding photographer for going on 13 years. Uh, we're currently building a house down in Tampa. So we'll be, at, we'll be down in Tampa, Florida, hopefully July before school starts back up for the kiddos. I got, I got three little yes. ones. Uh two boys, five years old, happened to be twins uh seven year old daughter so like life is full um and it's a lot of fun right now. This is a really fun stage of life um and the adventure of, of kind of setting out to a new location um it's exciting. it's a big experiment um yeah, so that's just like briefly, you know, like my current reality of of like what's what's going on, but we can also talk about how I got to sit here with you today or or whatever else you want to talk about,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, also I want to talk a little bit about your coaching and like your Facebook group and all that. I know you are in there constantly uh, going, going live, bringing all the good content, all the uh, all the all the watercolor drawings. I really enjoy those Uh, whenever you were doing those and you like your first two minutes. I was like, these are cool. I like these.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm always experimenting. Uh, Maybe that's actually an interesting conversation to have is like, um, a lot of people ask how, how I managed to keep showing up, um, in, Mm -hmm. in the different places in the reels and in in the Facebook group and with the coaching videos and even the podcast on top of doing photography and now moving just like, how do you keep doing everything? Um, one of the things that I've discovered that allows me to stay in the game longer um, when I say stay in the game, I think most people, it's not that they run out of time or whatever, they just take themselves out of the game because for most people, they've kept their expectation really high and their standards are pretty low mm. and it's not a good combination. When your expectations are high and your standards are low for yourself, you take yourself out of the game. You're like, Oh, what? A hundred people didn't watch this right now. It looks like I'm not doing that again. Or, or like if your expectations are so high for yourself, you're like, if you get a, a troll or someone dropping some comment that that's, you know, it's, it's upsetting. It's painful. It's, it's hurtful. We, we just like, ah, all right, well, this isn't what I wanted it to be. So I'm out. Um, I say this because I treat most everything these days as just an experiment. I'm just out here playing, man. My move to Florida is just an experiment. People are like, why are you moving to Florida? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just <get> go <laughs> have some fun. Let's try yeah. it out. Why not? Let's go. Florida if I don't like it, I'll move back. Yeah. It seems interesting. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, so the watercolor thing was just like, I was just playing. I was like, well, what if I, what if I made a watercolor kind of painting at the beginning of every live video for the first two minutes as people arrived and I used it as like a notepad that I would draw on. And, and I did that for, for a month or so. And I was like, hey, I, I felt a little Distracted, I couldn't get my full um, cognitive ability just to the conversation, and yeah, so yeah. so I stopped doing that. But but it's just like everything is just an experiment to me. And it's always testing and learning, just testing for things. Even yesterday, I just tested this new real idea, and it totally tanked. It was,
1: it was total <laughs> shit.
0: It was the worst, and I was like, I, I you know my my mind the mind that is me like this being, that's a human that's trying to like preserve itself and be average and stay safe and comfortable. Like uh-huh. that, that part of me was like, you're an idiot, Ben, you shouldn't have done that. You should go back and delete it now. Before too many people see that there's still time to delete it. <laughs> and then I had to remind myself, ah, that's just a fucking experiment. I'm just going to play. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to let it ride yeah. and then I'll just do something else tomorrow and see how that goes.
1: Anyhow. Yeah. Oh no. I think that is a great mindset to have because so many times like we were so worried about what other people think about us and like oh man this reel only got like two views like this one tanked and my other one got like 8000 mm-hmm. and you know went went viral for you know someone not with a bunch of followers and it was like okay well i have to delete this one and get another one maybe i'll just repost this other one that went viral and it's it's all about like chasing clout and and setting those expectations like you said super high and you want to try and meet those expectations but you know just go experiment and yeah, yeah i think i think that's great and that's often when we find like our best things is yeah. just you're experimenting you're like oh this was great i love this
0: and it takes time man mm-hmm. yeah. it takes you know so i've had the the my mastermind group the, this facebook group that i have i've had it for I eight or something years. And for the first uh out of out of eight years, for the first uh close to seven, uh we were at about it took seven years to get, I think maybe um it's like three thousand members mm-hmm. in the group. Just a lot. That's a lot of people. If you think that's about it, like three thousand people. people are just like all gathered to just like be in your space. Right. You know, and I yeah. just like kept doing the thing there. And then in the last like two years, 18 months, two years, it's gone from that 3,000 to 24,000. Yeah. And I, I just say it as an example, it's like a lot of people, they, they, I've been getting a lot of emails lately, John. Be like, uh-huh. hey, I see, you're everywhere. How, it's so cool. where did you, Where'd do you come this? from? How'd you do this? I'm like, yo, man, I did it. I've been doing it for a long time when there wasn't anybody. And then eventually things just start like, who knows what it was. Things eventually click and there's just whatever. You're just, you keep showing up and eventually luck finds you. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's things take time. Things absolutely take time at this point. Now I've learned that the hard way long enough. I definitely didn't always do this. I'd bail on shit all the time, man. Mm. Now I've, I've learned enough the hard way that like, Anytime I start something, I give it like, I'm like, okay, I've got a 12 month timeline on this before I evaluate whether or not I'm going to keep doing it. But I'm right. like committed for 12 months. Like I'm about to jump into YouTube and I'm like, I'm expecting that to suck. I'm expecting <laughs> the entire experience to suck for a solid 12 months minimum. Oh, and I've yeah. been posting little reels there and stuff. It's ridiculous, man. My reels, <laughs> it'll be the exact same content. Instagram will be like hundred thousand views. Literally literally on youtube it'll be like 150 zero yeah. comments zero <laughs> likes <laughs> like all right here we go again like starting back at zero
1: oh yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's fun yeah i mean but like what you were saying is like you keep showing up like with your reels you you've been posting what like one reel a day for Months now? I don't know how yeah. long it's been.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, and it's one real per week day typically. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not even like, if life happens, I don't beat myself up. Like my wife's yeah. been sick for the last week. And so like last week I think I missed like two or three days or something. I don't know. And that just like that that's okay. Like there's a hierarchy of needs, and I'm totally okay. Uh replacing you know with things but yeah no, normally it's a, a real a day around right around 10 a.m i just posted one today um uh-huh. and it's just fun it's like a it's a fun little for me they work uh for my for like the way my brain is yeah dude john prior to this uh-huh. i didn't use instagram at all literally prior to instagram reels i i've grown everything my entire business i've grown without instagram and, and maybe that's important to note, because as much as we're saying, like, keep showing up and all this stuff, it's like, well, yeah, but like show up where you want to show up. You don't have to exactly. show up everywhere. Yeah. Show up in the places that like are aligned to like what gets you going and like where you want to be. I did not want to be on an Instagram. And now for many people, it's just the opposite. They're like, get me off these damn reels. I don't want to do uh-huh. it. And that's fine, too. You, oh, you know, yeah. you don't have to do it. Yeah. Um, but they, for me, it was like, oh, what's this? I can act like an idiot for 10 seconds uh-huh. and provide hopefully some <laughs> little value. Like, oh, cool. This sounds like a really good time.
1: Oh, yeah. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. And like finding those places that really connect with you. Uh, Cause I know people that, that thrive on Facebook and posting articles yeah. and links to their blogs and all that kind of stuff going live and others that thrive in Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. and some that are like thriving over on LinkedIn. I yes. have not logged into my LinkedIn in years, uh-uh. probably. I mean, um, I get emails error. every now and then like, People congratulating me on another year of business. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah.
0: I accidentally, like, I'm scared of LinkedIn. At one point, circa 2019, I was like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll, like, create an account or log in or something. And I did. And I must have pressed a button. I must have done something that when I logged in or I clicked something or I created account, it... Sent an email and a notification to every single person that I've ever met in my life, oh no. yeah, letting them all know that here I was and they should all come <laughs> be my friend or something. And it, it just it messaged everyone. I kept getting those people being like, hey, man, why'd you email me
1: that? I was like, what's going on? Um, I was like, abort, abort. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, yeah. a, not I'm not I'm not going to be on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it it kind of reminded me
0: of like when Facebook added every one of your people on your friends list to your calendar for their birthdays. Do you remember yes. that when Oh I'm, yeah. Every single person that I've ever met on Facebook, their their birthday was on my calendar for a number of years.
1: I was like, yeah. "What is this? I don't just care." Just random people from high school. It's like, wait, who is this? Yeah, I or think why I clicked a, I getting a notification.
0: I should not have clicked. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and like I I still have stuff on my Google Calendar from birthdays of contacts that aren't in my phone anymore but they're still synced up to google (laughs) and it's like october 14th is you know rebecca's birthday i'm like cool i haven't (laughs) talked to her in years i don't even have her number but thanks google (laughs) yeah absolutely get freedom back into your life with freedom edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now. And they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But freedom edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love about Freedom Edits, other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife, is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits, and then they learn how to better match your style. Now, I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor, Nick. What is up, Nick? You are amazing. So head to lightdarkco.com slash freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdarkco.com freedom and get more freedom in your life. I'm very excited about chain reaction marketing and yeah. talking about this. I think it's it's something very different. It's something that I had not really heard of this concept before. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, a few other people are going to be uh, in that same boat. So um, just like uh, I mean, for for anyone who doesn't know what chain reaction marketing like, what is what is it like? What how does yeah. that differ from like the the traditional marketing that a lot of us might be doing?
0: Yeah, let's talk about this. Okay, so let's first assert the problem. So the problem that you and I have, and most of the listeners, is that they're most likely like solopreneurs. Or maybe they've got a partner, right? Like maybe they're in this together with someone, but for the most part, it's you wearing all the hats. Mm-hmm. And and now one of those main hats that we've got to wear is the marketing hat. We gotta bring in clients. And one of the big problems that this creates is that we need our time to go so much further than how it's currently going. Like the way that our time is getting used up it's it's not sustainable it's not going to work. Not only that, but we need our money, our resources, our marketing dollars to go so much further as well. And this is kind of the big rub. Now, for for your audience who's listening, this concept of chain reaction marketing, it's, it's a strategy, and yet I want to encourage your listeners that their tactics they're doing are just fine. Like this isn't, uh, this isn't just a, a, a little tactic. Like I think we marketers, we're really good at making everybody else feel like we have something that they don't have. And if they just get this one tactic and then mm-hmm. they run these ads and they do this thing, then their calendar is going to get filled with 30 bookings a month guarantee. It's like, well, no, actually. I mean, maybe maybe there's like some little loophole that exists for like a hot second for a trend and then it disappears. But like when we're talking about having a sustainable, profitable business long-term, um, there's not, there's not very many things that are just like, this is the one thing that if you do this, everything changes, but I am going to give you a strategy that's going to connect these tactics that they're doing together in a much more powerful way. Cause again, they're doing the right things. My guess is your audience is like, they're probably on social media. They're probably aware of their organic SEO and the importance of that. They're probably uh-huh. aware of like, well, maybe blogging plays a role in that. They're, my guess is they're aware that Um, networking and creating meaningful partnerships with other businesses that serve their target client is something that they ought to do. Like these are all great tactics to, to build your marketing efforts. However, most of us are, are approaching these things as individual silos. We're approaching these things and we're saying like, okay, I blogged for the month and we knock over that domino. Yay. Okay. I'm going to work on my SEO. And we knock over that domino. Yay! All right, we're going to post on social media. We were talking about reels earlier. I'm going to make a reel once a you know once a day for the next thirty days. Great, we knock over that domino. And so we have all of these things that we're doing, but they're all disconnected. Mm-hmm. It's just like a domino here, a domino here, a domino here, a domino here. I've got a rule. My number one rule of marketing is that if the marketing effort is one dimensional, it's unilateral. It's a single domino pff, that falls over. Then it is either inefficient and you should not do it. Scrap it, cut it. it don't, don't consider doing it. Or more likely, you just haven't thoroughly thought it through in terms of how it connects. So, so the analogy would be, um, I've seen this. And I can't tell you where I've seen this, John. I've seen this in a comedy Uh, bit. It could have been like a live action movie. It could have been a cartoon. I've seen this multiple times, this scene where like, maybe it's a, it's a, it's like, let's, let's set the scene. It's a comedy movie and the character is kind of clumsy. Maybe it's a sidekick or something. And they're trying to catch the bad guy. And he, and, and I don't know what it is. They, they, they walk into a museum and the scene pans around this museum. And in the center of the museum, there's a giant T-Rex skeleton, uh-huh. And already we kind of have this idea of where this is going. And, and the character steps into the museum and as they do, they trip over their own shoelaces and they stumble forward and they catch themselves right before they come crashing into the T-Rex skeleton, right? And there's this big sigh of relief, like, okay, they didn't break it. But then out of their pocket drops a marble and the marble rolls over and it tips over an empty cup of coffee and the empty cup of coffee just this cup, it tips over and it falls over and it rolls into a book and the book falls over and it knocks over a lamp and the lamp falls over and it knocks over a podium. The podium falls over and it knocks over the bust of a statue and the statue knocks over and it knocks over a bigger statue and then a bigger statue and a bigger statue. And then it knocks over the, there's a pole that's holding up the skull of the T-Rex skeleton and it knocks over that. <laughs> and the entire skeletal structure stays connected except for the head comes crashing down to the ground. Just the head though, right? Uh-huh. And the character then like looks back, usually breaks the fourth plane, makes eye contact with the camera. And they're like, at least the did tendon, and then the whole thing falls and behind the them, thing, like the yeah. entire. Like, I don't even know what movie that is. What What's that scene? I, I can't know, even. But place I can. It.
1: I can picture it right now. Yes. I'm like I've seen this too. I don't know. I've what this seen is. this,
0: <laughs> and this is what we want our marketing effort to actually look like. Every single thing that we're doing in our business should connect, and it should it should impact the next thing. Nothing should be an isolated maneuver. This is uh, this idea in investing called compounding. Every single marketing effort should compound the next. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if you're thinking about your marketing like that, my goodness, uh, this, is how, this is how it all really works. If you see someone who looks like they're doing everything, it's because nothing's an isolation everything compounds the next thing. It all just keeps building on, it, on itself. And so, you know, we could talk about some questions that you might ask yourself before you jump in. I think that we just want things to do. I think we're a little scattered, aren't we? <laughs> like, because we're just like, we feel so nervous. At least, I don't know if this is you or your listeners, but it's my experience that I show up to like work as in my living room or my garage with a laptop, you know, in front of me. Uh And I'm like, Oh shit, I got to make money. I gotta, I gotta get clients. I gotta like make this thing happen. Like I get really (laughs) nervous. And then like the panic in me is like, go and do something, Ben go. And like, um, well, well, what did John do? Yeah. John, John. And he, he just had that guest on there. And that guest was talking a lot about, um, um, running an ad to like a promotional event. like, so I need to run a Facebook ad. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go do today. Oh wait. Oh, I saw Ben. He posted a reel yesterday and it got a lot of views. I should go make a reel. And so there's, there's a skitzy part of us that is just like, do, 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 do. And the concern that I have is that that part of you is running your world and it's driving you to the ground. It's the part of you that is saying, John, this is urgent, Go do something mm-hmm. right now. Go do. I don't care what the fuck it is, but you better go do. Do, yep. do, do. It's urgent. And it might be important. Our brain's telling us it's important, but we haven't actually slowed down enough to consider whether or not it's important for what I'm up to. Right. Like, I don't know. Maybe Instagram reels aren't important to you. It's just a tactic, right?
1: I can keep going. <laughs> I want yeah. to give you a breath. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I'm just like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, yes. Yeah, Ben. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, and not only like, is it important, but is it important right now? Mm -hmm. Like, is this important for me? Like it might be important in your business to run that Facebook ad, to put that together. But is it important to do right now in comparison to all the other things on your plate? Yes. Yes.
0: And so the, the, the real you know, like secret about chain reaction marketing is it's just slowing down and being intentional. And the reason we don't do that is because it is not urgent. Mm -hmm. It's not urgent to slow down. It's not urgent to consider the vision that you have for your business. It's not urgent to consider what's your overall strategy and how is this going to connect to anything else? It's really not urgent relative to your brain firing off all these signals being like, we got to (laughs) go. You can't slow down. Right. And the things... The things in your business that are going to get you to what you say you want, it's really important to actually word it that way. We say we want a lot of things, all right? But then our actions are showing otherwise. The things in your business that are going to get you to what you say you want, the things that are actually going to make the difference in your life, not just in business, but in your life, are most often the things that are not urgent, but are direly important. Mm. It is not urgent that I create a vision for my business. It's not urgent that I create a marketing plan. It's not urgent that I consider how things link together. Honestly, it's go to my personal life. It's not urgent that I have a date night with my wife. It's not urgent that we stay connected weekly. It's really not. Yeah. I could be like, you know what? We'll do that next week. Hey man, babe, things are really busy right now. Um, I, gotta, I got all these shit to do in the business. I got to run ads, right? It's not urgent. But the life that I say that I want involves me staying married And connected meaningfully to my partner. Right. And so again, this is what I say, like, this is this quadrant of our life, not urgent, direly important that we put off and yet it's the place that creates the most difference in our life.
1: Yeah. And, and that's so good to like look at those things and different aspects of your life and your business and see, like have those columns of, okay, is this important Like, is this like direly important, but not urgent? Or is this insanely urgent, but maybe not important? And and figure out what those things are and place those in those columns and uh, and see exactly what it is that is the most important, Mm -hmm. because like like you were saying, like making time for uh, for date night, there was a season of my my business that I did not. and. My marriage is very important, um, but it, it, it wasn't it wasn't urgent in the way of like I was not. I was thinking like, oh, yeah, we're, we're together. We, we have kids. Yeah. It's cool. Like we're going to stay together. She knows that I have to work. I have to work and I have to do all these things. And it was it was a lot of the uh, like the comparison thing and looking at what other people were doing I mean, like, okay, well, I've got to run these ads and I've got to create these and I have to do five different blog posts this week because Mm -hmm. so-and-so is doing five blog posts a week and I need to keep up with that because they're doing well. And if that's going to go well, then the business is going to go well. And then eventually I will have time for the people in my life that I care about Mm -hmm. instead of making the time for the people in my life that I care about because that is much more important to me than... A business that is is uh is thriving more than I can imagine.
0: Have you heard the uh the this old story, this parable of the fisherman and the banker?
1: I don't know that I have. Okay. I mean May I
0: share the story.
1: Yes. So gather around everyone,
0: (laughs) children come, come (laughs) closer. Let me see if I'm going to, I want to, I want to do it justice. I want to pull this up here. Um, so the fisherman and the banker, this is a story of, uh, there is a a banker and he's out on vacation and, uh, and he's out at this, like a small coastal, like fishing village and he's there and, and, uh, and he's walking the pier and he sees a, a boat, uh, pull up to the dock, and inside the boat, there's a fisherman, and he's got several of these like large fin tuna in the boat. And the banker he compliments the fisherman, you know, on the quality of the size of these fish. It's pretty impressive. And he asked the fisherman, "Hey, how long did it take you to catch these things?" And the fisherman replied, "Like, well, only a little while." And and the banker's mind, you could see it's like he starts to he's, he starts thinking, his uh, brain's going, and he's like, "Well, okay, cool. Why didn't you stay out longer? It only took you a little while. Why didn't you stay out longer and catch more fish?" and and the fisherman replies that well he catches enough to support his family's immediate needs plus a little extra over the years and the bankerman's like well then what do you do with the rest of your time and the fisherman says i sleep late I fish a little. I play with my children. I take a siesta with my wife, Marie. We stroll the village each evening where I sip wine. I play guitar with my amigos. Listen, I got a full and a busy life. And the banker, he he chuckles to himself. He's not trying to be rude, but he's like, listen, okay, I got some ideas. Would you be open to hearing them? The fisherman agrees. And so he says, well, what if you spend a little bit more time fishing? And then with those proceeds, you buy a bigger boat. And with those uh, proceeds from a bigger boat, you buy several large boats. And eventually, you'll have a fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling to the middleman, you'd sell directly to the processor. You could open up your own cannery. you control the product, the processing, the distribution. You'd probably leave this small fishing village. Maybe you'd head to LA, one of the coastal cities, New York. You could run the expanding enterprise, and, and the fisherman's like, okay, well, how long would this take? The banker's like, well, I think with some proper guidance, 15 years, maybe 20. The fisherman's like, okay, but then what? And, and, and the banker's like, this is, this is one of the best parts. Is, you know, when the time's right, you sell your company, you, you, you'll be rich, you'll make millions. And the fisherman's like, millions? The banker's like, yeah, millions. And the fisherman says, okay, so millions, so then what? And the, Ameri- the, 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 the American, the bank, the banker, American. <laughs> <laughs> the banker replies, oh, well, this, this is, this is when it gets really cool. You'd retire. You'd move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late. You'd oh. fish a little, you'd play with your kids. You'd take a siesta with your wife, Marie. You'd stroll the village in the evening. You'd sip wine. Then you'd play guitar with your amigos. Does that make sense? Oh, Yeah. It, it just yeah. ties to what you're saying with like, you know, we're doing all this stuff. We're grinding it out. So that way, maybe at some point in the distant future, we could spend time with the people that we say matter the most to us. It's like, well, I got to make all these blog posts. I got to do all this stuff so I can build the business. So that way I can then spend time with you. I can make all the money so that way I can stop and I could just be here now. Well, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can be here now. And you yeah. can still provide for your needs and a little extra, by the way, um, that doesn't, you know, bode well for everybody. And I really likes that story. Some people are like, no, I want the cannery. I want the distribution company. And that's great. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs>
1: no. Yeah. Just going through like the the banker telling the fishermen, all those things, I was like, man, I'm feeling overwhelmed for that. Yeah, fisherman right now. That feels so <laughs> much work and yeah. like long days and, early mornings to find all those fish and then trying to, you know, taking on new responsibilities and things. Um, it's, it's taking more of your energy, more of your time, and then you have less time for the things yeah. that you really care about because business well, this is was, great. Yes. I, it's, and it's it, cool and everything, but like, is it what's most important in your life?
0: So for some people it is. And that's okay, by the way, no bad. Some people are just really mm. built to just like drive and to build enterprises. And, and thankfully I'm actually grateful for that. It's like, we, we have some incredible systems because of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, but it's good to ask yourself, is that what I actually want? Or is that what I've told myself success needs to be? Uh, because I discovered this the hard way, John, at one point, I had five full-time photographers. We were doing just under, it was over 90 weddings, just under a hundred, 90, it was like wow. 96 weddings in a year. Um, and then, and then my twin boys were born and I was on this hamster wheel that I couldn't get off. And the liability that I felt from that when dates were getting canceled and photographers were were stepping back and now leaving me empty handed with like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> I got to fill, you know, right. 30 weddings <laughs> of work that now I'm liable for just like all of this stuff. I, I I quickly realized that I had told myself that in order to be a successful photographer in this industry, right. And, and, and kind of be this beacon that'd be like, Hey, see, look, look at, look at me. Look what I can do that. Yep. That's what that needed to be. That's the lie that I believed. And, um, and it took me going all the way to that point to realize a couple of things. One is I'm not a great manager of people. I think I let a lot of my my photographers down in that way and in 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 my poor managing skills. Mm-hmm. Um I was wasn't built for that. I told myself I needed to be in order to right. be worth a damn. Yeah. Um yeah. And uh and so to 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 come back in in some ways it was almost like um I'm not sure. John, what's your take on this? Sometimes I wonder, are there things in our life that we have to go all the way to the edge of the cliff before we realize that it wasn't meant for us? Or can we learn? I'll give you a context of this. Sometimes I I think about this in regards to photography gear. Dude, Mm -hmm. I used to carry around... Like I had everything. I had literally every lens. I had every piece of lighting equipment. I used to carry on giant, like four by two uh, Octobox and not octa uh uh soft boxes on pro photo lights with backpacks to charge it. Just like I had oh, so yeah. much stuff thinking that this would make me a better photographer or at least esteemed that way. And then I started to realize, I think this is doing a hindrance. I think I'm missing moments. I think all of this gear is a burden and and it's actually, it's, it's hurting my work, but I don't know if I would have ever believed that until I actually saw it and experienced it. What, what's your take?
1: Yeah, I, uh, that's a hundred percent me as well. Starting off, I bought the, uh, like a large Nikon D750 with like the battery grip and like, it was a massive camera and I had the, the long 70 to 200 lens that I left on all day. Cause I wanted people to know, Hey, I'm the, I'm the professional photographer. Yeah. At this wedding, look at how big this lens is. I can't be an amateur with this thing. And I was breaking my back like it was is so heavy uh, lugging around all my gear and like the big cameras, the big lenses and all that. And I realized that I was missing those moments because I wasn't in them. Yeah. And I was I was far away because I had to be with that lens and uh, and then switch to smaller cameras. Mm-hmm. And closer lenses, wide angles to where I can be in there and I can be chatting with someone and talking about, you know, the the new puppy that they have at home and getting those smiles and that. And I can be taking pictures at the same time. And I wasn't I wasn't missing the moments because I was there, but I don't think that I would have learned that had I not had the big gear yeah. and had all those things, um, and and the same with like uh, in in business. I wanted to be someone that some that people looked up to. I wanted to look like I had mm-hmm. all of these things and travel all over the place. And I was I was traveling a lot like 20, uh, 2017, 2018, I was like, I'm going to become a traveling photographer and that's what I want to do because that's what the big, the big people are. They, they shoot national weddings. Like that's, I'm doing great here in Texas. I'm, you know, business is thriving, but if I want to take it to the next level, I got to travel and I started doing that. And then we had our second child and I realized that I had been gone a lot during uh you know my my son's you know third year or i guess second year of life because i was traveling a lot and i was gone mm-hmm. and i was like okay traveling is great it looks good for everyone else but was it important to me to miss those moments being home yeah. getting to see my kids grow up and say their first words and take their first steps and all of that and um uh, And I think that that some things we have to do ourselves, like you said, get to Mm -hmm. the edge of the cliff and then we see, oh, wait, no, this is not for me. Um, And then there are other things that we can learn from other people who have gone to the edge on their Mm -hmm. own in their own life. And we can see, oh, I saw that you did this. That's where I'm headed yeah. And maybe I can take some knowledge from you, some insight from you and if we align, I don't have to get all the way there. I can I can take this little shortcut and now mm-hmm. it's not 3 years later that I'm finding myself at the edge. I'm already back here and I'm living life to the fullest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been a it's been a fun it's been a fun journey. Um it's oh, how yeah. I discovered like my little Fuji camera. It's like this thing's adorable. It's so cute. Oh yeah. And and I would have, uh, like, it's tiny. It's almost too little <laughs> for my hair. Right. It's so cute. Um, but uh, but it now photography is like not hurting me anymore, like physically hurting me when I say yeah. that, you know, because I can actually just carry my, my whole, oops, carry my whole setup with me. Um, I, I, uh, I, there was this other thought that I had. Oh, and it, and it disappeared. That's okay, John. Maybe it'll come back.
1: It'll, oh, come yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll come back, yeah. It'll be good. That happens to me like every single episode. I'm like, oh, I had this thought, and it's gone yeah, now. It uh, but you know, we'll we'll come back. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I fractured my back in 2014, and carrying all that heavy gear while mm-hmm. recovering from that yeah. was it. It elongated that recovery process way yep. longer than it needed to be, and. Like now I, I have, you know, dual, dual bodies all day at a wedding. Um, but it's, you know, little, little Fuji cameras are just, they're light and they're not Mm -hmm. bulky. The lenses aren't crazy heavy and I'm coming home where the next day, like I have that little bit of, you know, you still get the wedding, you know, the, the post wedding hangover of just like, Oh man, that was a day. Um, But it's not, you know, debilitating. Where I'm like, oh, okay, I can't even stand up straight right now. My back hurts so bad, Um, which is how it used to be. It was like days of recovery, Um, and it's it's much better now. Um, Which I I learned from, you know, I I saw you 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 talk about Fuji. Uh, regularly my friend uh, Phil Porto Mm -hmm. um, big you know uh, big into Fuji and and uh, I was able to play around with with some Fuji cameras and you know also like some you know Sony mirrorless is amazing now and I was like okay this is for me this is where I need to go and it's been it's been amazing learning from y'all and being able to take that shortcut to where I'm not uh, having to go all the way to the edge of the cliff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, to tie this to chain reaction marketing, it's like yeah. one of the first questions that I would encourage anyone to ask themselves before they do any marketing is like, how is this marketing that I'm about to do, how is it moving me closer to the vision that I have for my business and my life? Like like to actually slow down enough to consider, what do I, what do I want? I just, man, I coach a lot of photographers who they just keep doing, they do whatever's in front of them. They do the next thing and, and it works and they build something, they build something, they build something. And then like five years later, they've built this whole system around themselves that is crushing them. It's like, I, I've built this business that no longer serves me. It it has me more than I have it. Yeah. And I need to figure out how to shift it. Right. And if we can get ahead of that and to consider like, what's, what's the life that I want? You know, do I want to be photographed? Like it's great. If you want to be like volume, do I want to be doing 200 you know portrait sessions a year? Uh, keep my weekends open? Like, is that what you want? Cool? Then you can begin to consider what marketing efforts would work towards aligning with that versus do you want to do 12 weddings at twelve thousand dollars average uh, with an additional three thousand in print sale? I understand that's a name, by the way. So those numbers may seem like well, oh, that's right. crazy, Ben. what? Well, we've got to set an aim. Like, what is the aim that we're moving towards, the vision that we're moving towards? I'm not saying you snap your fingers and you book $12,000 weddings instantly, right. but yeah. let's know what we're up to and let's decide if if this effort is going to get me closer to that or or further away because it'll, it'll change how you even um, distinguish success versus not a success. You know, in my mastermind group, there was a, a conversation that was brought up about, to your point, John. Oh, I, uh, I, I want to be a destination, but I want to ph- photograph weddings all over the country. That's great. Mm-hmm. If that aligns with your life, that sounds fantastic. But I think there's like this, uh, there's a lure to it that people get stuck in and they don't realize the cost of that. And so someone asked in my group, they're like, if you could photograph a wedding anywhere, like anywhere in the world, where would you photograph your next wedding? And my answer was 30 minutes away from my house, no Uh further away, no further away than 30 minutes. Y'all I'll just go and vacation to that place that you want to go photograph (laughs) Well, with the proceeds that I make for my 30 minute away wedding. And I'll Uh go take pictures of my family on the cliffs of Ireland, you know, like I'll, I'll go, you know, like, but, but for me, the ideal wedding, what I define success now is all of my events are no more than 30 minutes away. That, to me, is success. (laughs) And then I'll go and I'll enjoy myself traveling to other places on my own time.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had some weddings recently where it's wrapping up at like 9 Mm p.m. and it's less than an hour drive home. And I'm home and I can like we can actually spend time like I can spend time with my wife. There have been weddings that have ended to where I'm home and like helping put the kids to bed. I'm like, this is. This yes. is amazing. Like I did an entire wedding day. I got paid for a whole wedding day and I'm still here to read books at night. Yeah. Like, this is much better than, you know, some amazing, crazy, awesome wedding in uh, Ireland that I'm mm-hmm. going to be mm-hmm. gone for four or five days with all the travel and all the things and uh, and then come home exhausted. Like, yeah, yeah this this is the dream wedding uh, right here. Yep. So awesome. And that's a, that's a great note to end this podcast on. This is so good. Ben, I have loved this conversation. Um, I got so much out of it. I know the listeners did too. Um, before we wrap up and, uh, you can share like, you know, where people can find you and all those things. Uh, there's something that I like to do on the show. Um, and it's just, uh, I like to talk about what we're loving this week. So it could be anything from like a new movie or a book or, uh, a food or just, uh, just something, you've got a lot of plants in your office there. Uh, if you got a new house plant, uh, you know, what, what are you loving this week?
0: One of the things that I am loving, um, is, so it's, it's, it's date night tonight. We'll circle back around to that and cool. we're going to go see a movie and it's it's a movie that I've heard really good things about and i've I've been intentionally avoiding knowing anything else, learning anything else about it to be honest, I don't even know if I know fully the title it's like um the uh the here there everywhere what's it what's it called there's
1: oh yeah uh, yeah it's um was it uh he every, everywhere
0: Something all, right. all at once. All, yeah, everything, all, everywhere, all at once, right that's it. So this yeah, is as that's it. this is intentionally like I'm trying, I've just heard really good things. I've now, one of my favorite things to do then, one thing I love is to go into a movie that I've heard exciting things about and just like with complete open excitement. So I'm just excited tonight about what I'm going to experience. And, you know, it could be a big letdown. It could be like a big, uh, a big, like exciting, like experience. I I don't know. Um, But I love that anticipation of going into a movie um, without any expectation and uh waiting to see what i discover and so yes. I'm looking forward to having that experience with my wife um I've heard good things, and so i'll i'll'll i don't know we'll find out nice
1: nice yeah i've I've heard uh really good things i am also i used to be i used to love trailers movie trailers mm-hmm. and I was like, I just want to watch all these trailers and see what movies are coming out and now I don't like to watch trailers, yeah, because I like to They they give so much away now that I'm like, oh well, I know the end. Like I'm pretty sure, like this is how it's going to wrap up based on on the trailer. You want me to go see it, so you're like showing me everything. Um, and I have not seen the trailer for the everything all at once or the that that whole title. Um, Yeah, the whole title. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm the same way. The exception of the rule is I don't do horror movies. They're just not. Mm. I'm not made up for them. I don't. My brain can't handle that. That's okay. I'll watch Uh, them for you. However, I I get off on watching. Uh, ho- I shouldn't word it that way. On watching, on <laughs> <laughs> watching, like horror movie trailers. So that's yeah. the extent. So I'll just watch tra- it. So a new horror movie comes out. I'm like, oh, I gotta watch that trailer. Be like, oh wow, that looked really freaking creepy. Cool. All right, good. Now I'm just gonna go about my happy day uh, yeah. without all that baggage. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. The. The the exception for my trailers are are usually horror movies. Uh, yeah. Like Jordan Peele is making some yes. some great new movies, and his new one, Nope, that's coming out. He's the exception for me. I'm good yeah. with
0: all of Jordan Peele's movies. They they're not too far. They're like right. great psychological. They're more psychological yes. thrillers with horror. You know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. like gruesome, just kind of like yeah.
1: They're not like Chucky or you know yeah. Nightmare and Elm Street or something. they were just like a bunch of uh like slasher type films of the 80s.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like the psychological one cuz I've seen all of his yeah. and, and those those have been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. So good. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to all, all the, the, title's the all best. the things. Yeah. <laughs> Just nope. like Nope. nope. <laughs> Get out. So good. Like, <laughs> you're not telling me anything about this Morty this movie Jordan. Oh, That's so um, good. Yeah, it's, it's great. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, let's see, uh, for me, I'm also loving a movie that I saw recently, uh, on a date night. Um, we have a local theater here that has, uh, like, you know, you can uh, do dinner and like they bring, they have good, uh, draft beer and and yeah. all that where, they have waiters and they just bring them to you in these recliners. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, not like the dollar movies that I grew up on <laughs> where we'd sneak in, like with my cargo pants and like stuff, all the red vines and, and <laughs> sour patch kids in there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, my, my wife and I, uh, we, we recently went out to see, uh, the lost city. Um, okay. Which is a comedy uh, with uh, Sandra Bullock and oh, I'm blanking on his. Oh yeah, name. it looks it looks like a movie that like Dwayne Johnson should, should star in. Yes,
0: yeah. but he doesn't. He
1: doesn't. <laughs> no, it's yeah. uh, but It's Spider Man his... guy
0: and uh, and Born Identity guy, right?
1: It's um, he he was in um, how am I forgetting his name? Magic Mike. Uh, he was also oh in, no yeah uh, you're thinking uh, of the other
0: one. Or I'm thinking of the other one, yeah, uh, t- uh, t- t- Tatum, yeah. Chanum. yes, Channing, Channing, Tatum. Channing
1: Tatum. There, there we go. It is. <laughs> we got there.
0: And <laughs> hey, Brad Pitt makes a cameo.
1: Brad Pitt makes a great cameo, it, and it was it was it was very funny. Uh, I thought it was probably going to be you know a, like a stupid comedy. I was like, yeah, yeah. this is going to be you know some some throwaway laughs or whatever. But it was actually uh, pretty well done, and it was a good um, mix of action and comedy and. Channing Tatum nailed his character. It was great. Brad Pitt's character was amazing as well. Uh, Sandra Bullock also did great. Uh, But yeah, it was, it was a good, like we left the theater we're like, that was good. I'm glad that we saw this. It was a good movie.
0: I feel like Brad Pitt played himself like a caricature of himself in that kind of like a la the Nicolas Cage movie that is out right now. Yeah. Uh, which is, what's what's that? Oh, sorry, now we're just talking about movies. But like Nicolas Cage is a
1: movie where he like plays himself. It's like a caricature yeah. of himself. And he's like going through all the different uh, characters that he's yeah. played. And which I've
0: heard rave reviews about. Like, I, I, that's not the one on my list. I've heard really yeah. good things.
1: I think so. Nicolas Cage is a very underrated actor. He is not he, in my top 10. but. Yeah he's still like looking at the roles that he's done. I'm like, ah, this is actually like good acting, maybe not a great movie, but it's good acting. Yeah. And I love when someone can
0: just like lean in and, and laugh at themselves and laugh at the whole thing and like make something of it. Like he's actually, he's he's leaned into this whole like Nick cage phenomena.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And,
0: uh, and he can laugh with it
1: anyhow. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, we got some good movie wrecks for everyone. Um, so Ben, where can people find you? Uh, how can they find your Facebook group, all those things, your podcast? Let them yeah. Go.
0: Well, man, we have, we have so much that we didn't cover with Chain Reaction Marketing. And that's okay. We we got some other stuff. And so if you want to continue this conversation, you know, like this is what all of my content surrounds is um, all of the ways to get clients, all the ways oh. to do that intentionally where you're connecting things together um, and and ultimately growing your business really sustainably. Um, and so that's what I'm up to. I have a mastermind group. There's over 24,000 other photographers there. I'd love to have y'all join. Uh, if you want to join the best way to do it, you're listening to a podcast, just pull out your phone and then text the word join to 614-714-1644. And I will just send you a direct invitation to it. I won't text the other things by the way, but text (laughs) word Join. Like, hey, what you doing tonight? (laughs) Join. (laughs) Text the word join to 614-714-1644. And that way I can send you an invite. And uh, I'm in there. I do free coaching every week. All kinds of fun stuff is happening in that space. Would love to have you join.
1: Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely listeners join, uh text Ben, um, see what he's doing tonight. Uh ask him about the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, reply uh, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely uh is uh great um great information in there, uh a really great community as well. Um I've met some some good friends in there that I still mm-hmm. have not met in person. Um, isn't that fun? It's it's so it's so interesting. Um like going uh like traveling different places or going to conferences and then i meet someone and like give them a hug i'm like wait we've never met in person like we've known each other for five years so we've never met in person this is insane uh, but yeah the the internet is a fun place um but yeah uh definitely go uh check out ben's uh ben's group and i'll have all of that information in the show notes as well for y'all ben thanks so much for for coming on the show it was great talking to you
0: thanks for having me, John. This has been a lot of fun.
1: y'all, that was such a great conversation with ben i I just I love the intentionality in taking time to set goals and to create a marketing effort that compounds for the greatest return uh with less exhaustion, and I am all about less exhaustion these days um, seriously uh but yeah, anyways, you can always. Check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 115. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can join us for the live recording experience um, in the the Light and Dark Photography podcast group on Facebook uh, and join the conversation. Uh, throw in your name uh, say hi uh, ask us questions we, we love that uh, I especially love that um, this episode was edited by me John Mansfeld our theme song is by the talented John Isaac and all the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships you get a great deal while we get a little kickback it's a great way to support this free podcast you can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco Ben is at jbenhartley and you can find me at Photo subscribe to the show, leave us a review. You can leave reviews on Spotify now. Uh, well, I mean, they're just stars. You can't like type anything, but I would love, uh, for you to hit those five stars on Spotify. That would mean the world to this podcaster right here. Um, anyways, until next week, I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye.